Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com ACAST. That's greenlight.com ACAST. You, ooh, you, ooh, are a natural beaut. You, ooh, you, ooh, are a natural beaut, natural beaut. Match beaut, match, 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 Trying to keep up with Natribute And I don't know if I can do it Oh no, I've creamed too much I haven't creamed enough Welcome, 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 welcome to Natribute, everybody. You're beautiful and you deserve to be happy. Welcome to Natribute. This is your host, the beauty talk shock jock, the queen of creams, your host with the most serums, the freshest fringe on the West Coast, your favorite over 30 niche influencer, your favorite kombucha influencer, honey. Have you tried watermelon wonder if you haven't keep up? Uh, what else? I'm a pop punk princess. I'm a cookie southern aunt. And I'm your host, Jackie Johnson. Welcome to Nash Butte. I'm very excited about my guest today. I'm very excited because, you know, we don't, we as in myself, yes, I host this by myself, we collectively uh, a, a nation of honeys don't have brand owners on Nashville a lot because I only really like to discuss um, brands with brand owners when I really feel like the brand is disrupting the space when they're really doing something innovative and interesting that I can get behind and today that is exactly what my guest has done my guest is the only employee of Aether Beauty which is a supercharged, sustainable cosmetics line. Honey, talk about practicing what you preach. Clean, vegan, cruelty-free, organic, fair trade, crystal-infused makeup that is 100% sustainable. It is available at Sephora. It is an indie beauty brand. It is a woman-owned brand. My guest runs and operates and funds this brand solo, honey. It's fair trade. It's organic. Sustainable packaging, child labor-free ingredients. We're going to get into all of this stuff because guess what? My guest believes that you can have high-performing prestige beauty and still be ethical and sustainable, which is exactly what Natch Beauty is all about. So please welcome Tyla Abbott. Hi. Hi. I'm so happy you're here. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for coming. Thanks for having me. Welcome to Los Angeles. L.A. I mean, you live up north. San Francisco. Yeah, so this isn't like a huge jaunt for you. No, but this heat, my I God. I know, we've, we've hit, it's hit. <laughs> we were having gloomy, rainy, you know, it was, a, it was an interesting vibe here, but all of a sudden, summer's here and it's not going to quit. Yeah. So, welcome. Thank you. Is it is it chilly in San Fran right now? You know what they say. I was wearing a sweatshirt yesterday yes. to the point where I, like, forgot my deodorant. And now I'm, like, sweating like a pig in this weather. <laughs> so, excuse me. Oh, I love it. I love a natural moment. Uh, Mark Twain, right? The coldest winter I ever had was a summer in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And that's true. It is. I remember the first time I went to San Francisco, it was around this time, 13 years ago. And I didn't pack anything because I was like, it's summer, baby. I had to buy like a fleece, like a tourist fleece. Oh, I was going to say, you pick out the tourists yes. in San Francisco because they're always We're wearing San Francisco sweatshirts. Right. Yeah. And then in the winter, it gets hot. Mm-hmm. I remember I was wearing my Uggs around and my feet got so hot, I had to stop and sit on the road and pull them off. Totally. And I was like, my feet are on fire, y'all. But it's never, like, hot, hot ever. Right. You know, when right. I, I'm a Jersey girl, and when I moved out to San Francisco about 14 years ago, I literally brought an air conditioner with me. Right. And I asked my landlord, I was like, how do I put this in these big bay windows? And they just laughed at me. And right. they're like, you don't need an air conditioner. I was like, 
What do you mean I don't need air keep, to sure. keep up, sweetie? It's the bay. Yeah. You know, so. this is not a weather podcast, so I'm going to move on. But you know what? Now everybody knows what's going on in California. <laughs> I love that for us. So, Tyler, where do we begin? I know where I want to begin. So I always ask my brand owners uh, when they're here. Let's talk. Let's start at the beginning. I want to know where you went to school and what you studied, mm. because you have quite the career trajectory. I know you were head of development, head of product development at Sephora for seven years, which is like the ultimate high school reunion job. I mean, that is literally like the coolest job ever. So I'm like, how did you get there? And then I want, so I want to know kind of your career trajectory, and then we can get to like how, and I want to know how did you get on the cosmetics path, and then I want to know how Aether came in the company you founded that we're here to talk about. But let's start at the beginning. Sure. What did you study in school? Yeah, so um, I have a BFA in sculpture with Look a minor you. in art history. Okay, honey, she's artistic. So that meant I was a permanent waitress. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then I decided to get my master's. So I have a double MFA in fashion design and knitwear design. And that's what brought me out to San Francisco. So I went to the Academy of Art to study that. And so I worked in the fashion design world for about five years before I transitioned to beauty. And that's kind of important because it kind of brought me to where I am now because the company I used to work for was a small independent company in San Francisco that used to have its own production Mm in-house and for over 20 years. And at one point, the owner decided to transition everything to China. And so I used to travel once every two months to China to work with these factories that were very small, that would work with these small units. And I saw a lot of things that I mm-hmm. wish I could unsee. Right. And it kind of stuck with me permanently as a, a like product designer. Um, Meaning but, like the conditions and... Yeah. So yeah. a lot of them, um, you know, they would tell me not to tell the workers who their owner was. There was a lot of owner up, like r- uprising with the people. Like they were all security guards out outside these places. There was clearly child labor going on, which I would call out as like a 22 whatever year old. And they would be like, oh, no, they have an ID. They're 18. I was like, yeah, anyone can have that over there. So um, but it was way before like iPhones or anything like that. And so, you know, at certain points, I'd be like, gosh, if something happened to me, like my husband would have no idea where the heck I am like in this country right now. So there's a lot of um, a lot of things that were substituted all the time that you don't have control over. Um, but we can get into like that with yes. formula. That'll in a come bit. up at some point. Yeah. But um, at a certain point, um, my old boss became a vendor at Sephora and she told me about a job there. Mm-hmm. And she was like, you should apply. And I was like, I know nothing about beauty. And so she recommended me, so they they called me in, but um, I just went on this interview for practice. So, you know, when you don't yeah. want a job. Take the meeting, baby. Take the yeah, meeting. Yeah, I was like, That's I know nothing tip. about this world, but I need the practice yes. when it comes to interviewing. And because of that, I wasn't nervous. And so and they, you aced it, baby. Yeah. And they kept calling me in, and I was like, no, 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 no. I barely wear tinted moisturizer. Right. Like, I am not your girl. And they were like, no, we love your portfolio. We love what you've done where you've taken an idea that you create and no, have the know-how to get it into production and in-store, and that's what we're looking for. So I actually almost didn't take the job. And I was like, I, I can't design makeup brushes. Like, I I don't know anything about formula. And my boss was like, well, what's the worst that can happen? Or my old boss was like, what's the worst can happen? Like, you are not successful, then you quit. But you don't know unless you try, which is kind of the most simplest, you know, advice to give. But um, it gave me sort of the confidence to take it. And I took it. And I've never been happier at a job. Um, And I got good benefits at Sephora. Oh, yes. It's a French company. So you get, because it's part of LVMH, so Mm -hmm. you get a lot of more European benefits, which is really nice. So, like Um, free baguettes? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, all the product you want. But yeah, yeah, they have great employee benefits. They um, really, at the time, harnessed and believed in the creative people at a corporation, which is kind of unheard of. So, usually it's like the business people that are really running it wherever you are, even in fashion design. Um, So it was interesting that they really encouraged you to think creatively, and they were like, as long as you learn. Like, Mm -hmm. if you launch something and it's a mistake, learn from it. And, like, you're not going to be innovative when it comes to creating product unless you're pushing your own boundaries, Um, which I think is sort of the secret sauce when it comes to Sephora and sort of the old-school way of thinking there. But So were you actually creating products for the Sephora line? 
Yeah, so wow. I was in charge at first. Yeah. The job was um, Sephora collection, mm-hmm. but they're accessories. So they're okay, cute. eyelash the tweezers, curlers, honey. tweezers, I have a pair nails. of Sephora tweezers that are sharp AF. I'm talking any tiny little stubby mustache hair you want to dig out of your face. Yeah, and I was probably at that factory in Indonesia many years ago. So, um, so in charge of their makeup brushes, bags, everything. Mm-hmm. Two months on the job, I got thrown into makeup formulation, which wasn't my actual job. Mm -hmm. But in true Sephora fashion, they just, like, pick sort of people that they want to work on extra projects. And so I was thrown into their first collaboration. Mm -hmm. So they did, I don't know if you remember, but there was the Pantone Color of the Year collaborations for many, many years. And so I was in charge of that, and I learned from a consultant on in that project how to formulate and she is now the head of product development at Kendo. Cute. So um, I like to say that I learned from some of the best people in the beauty industry. And Kendo owns? So Kendo is now a separate entity from Sephora, but mm-hmm. it used to be part of Sephora. And they're the ones that do like Mark Jacobs and Mark Fenty. Mark Jacobs, Fenty, Kat Von D, yes. um, a bunch of skincare brands, yes. Bite Beauty. Yes, cute. Yeah, so they basically created it to have um, their own sort of exclusive products for Sephora to kind of beat their competitors. Cute. Mm-hmm. But in that role, I started to have a disconnect with formulating conventional beauty all the time. So you sort of learn, like, the last time these laws were updated was right. in 1938, and there's 11 banned chemicals. And since then, there's been 16,000 chemicals introduced in the cosmetic industry since then, which is crazy. It's horrifying, honestly. Crazy. And so, you know, I started to have a, this um, disconnect with formulating conventional beauty but living this organic lifestyle. Right. So I've been a vegetarian since I was 14. I worked as an organic chef in college. I I got like an organic couch made without fire retardants because I'm just crazy about chemicals. And so I've read so many things about that, <laughs> about like breathing in your mattress. Oh, and you know, 100 yeah. percent. You're sleeping on these things eight hours or more right. a day. Um, so yay, yay, we're all going to die. Um, so I volunteered mm-hmm. on top of my day-to-day role there and became the head of R&D for sustainability for all of Sephora. Cool. And when was this? This started probably two years before I left. So, um, I left in 2018 and I helped all different departments be more aware mm-hmm. of their environmental footprint. Yeah, because that's something I feel current conversation-wise hasn't been in the forefront very recently. I mean, I never thought about it at all until a few years ago. I started being like, maybe I shouldn't drink out of a plastic bottle every day. Like totally. Little things like that. That's when I started noticing the waste that we're all creating. And I was like, honey. Mm-hmm. So I like hearing that, that they had somebody as a job to kind of Yeah, they now have a whole team, which is great. Mm -hmm. Um, And so in that role, I started to be pulled in to these meetings at Sephora where they were ideating their Clean at Sephora campaign, Mm -hmm. right? And so all these clean brands were coming in and presenting. And I have never been so bored at meetings at Sephora because I'm used to seeing innovation. I'm used to seeing crazy textures and colors and trends and storytelling. And it was just so vanilla to me and boring. And in one of the meetings, I was actually telling a brand how to fix their foundation. And they literally stopped the meeting. They were like, who are you? Um, You're like, I'm Tyler Abbott, bitch. <laughs> but, I'm six feet tall and I mean business. But for Are you six feet? I am six yes, feet tall. Girl, yeah. Yes. With these ten, heels, listen. I'm six too. We but, love you know, We yay. love uh, But basically, like, the whole to me was so obvious mm-hmm. because it's not just the natural girl that wants clean beauty. And... I know it could. I knew it could be done. So a lot of these brands come to the clean beauty space without experience in beauty mm-hmm. and forget formulation. Like a lot of them start because they get pregnant or they have a skin issue. Right. I've heard that so many times. Totally. Just like you kind of get a wake up call about what you're using. Peel away and, the onion. Mm-hmm. You learn all these crazy facts about the industry, and you're like, oh my god, I have like asbestos on my face, right? right? And so they launch a beauty brand, which is great, but it takes a long time to really understand how to formulate, how to substitute ingredients, how to work with your formulators to get the texture and payoff that you want. When I was at Sephora, I mean, I've never had the biggest critics in the world 
testing all my products right. all the time. So if you launched a product, like you scoured those ratings and reviews, and you would automatically know if you had a product issue. Right, because people love sharing their opinions, baby. They do not hold back in this right. space. But that was a great learning vehicle. Right. Like I like to say I got my third master's at Sephora. Yeah. Because I also master's got to see— Master's in trolling. <laughs> I also see what worked for all these brands. Yes. So you see, like, the trends before they start happening. You see, you know, who who is winning here and not winning here. And instead of working through one brand lens where you see what works for your clients, you see what's working all over. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a really great learning. But, you know, for me, I was like, oh, someone's going to do this. This is such an obvious hole. Like, someone's going to do this. Someone's going to launch clean beauty that competes with conventional. And I waited about six months, and I was like, holy shit, nobody's doing this. Yeah. So... The other piece of the puzzle is that I thought, like, all these brands really lack storytelling. So if you go into a clean beauty retailer and you look at all these cosmetic brands, you strip away their logos, they all look the same. You know, their packaging is similar. Like, you go on their Instagram, it's, like, three different models, three different skin tones, and, like, all this negative talk about chemicals. And if you don't use their products, you're going to die. Right? Mm-hmm. So it's like I knew the industry. I knew it could be spoke about differently. I knew that packaging and other elements that weren't even being spoken about yet were um, very important to me. So yeah, it's interesting you talk about packaging because now that I'm thinking about it, it's like we use no petrochemicals, blah, blah, but they're in a plastic container. Oh, 100%. And I'm like, wait a minute. And a lot of the packaging is greenwashing, too. Like right. some people say it's recyclable, but it's actually not. Right. Um, so, because there's so many elements to Aether Beauty, it's not just <laughs> clean beauty. The whole palette is 100% recyclable mm-hmm. and sustainable. I'm, I can't wait to get into that. Yeah. Um, that's very interesting. So at some point you were like, I'm piecing out and I'm going to make my own palettes. Well, basically what happened was I started to look for a new job. Mm-hmm. So, you know, seven years somewhere. It's new, a long run. A long time. I mean, as a millennial, that's a lifetime. Totally. I've never had a job that long in my life. <laughs> we like to bounce around. Totally. And My parents a- didn't pay enough attention to me, you know? <laughs> I, I'm joking. I actually... Don't have a job and probably have never really had one. So, yes, I'm even worse of a problem. Um, But I basically just started getting bored. Mm -hmm. And as a creative person, I know I need to move on once I start getting bored. And so I started interviewing for this other retailer that wanted to launch a clean beauty brand, like another private label. And so I really wanted the job. And I'm a little bit of an overachiever. So I actually formulated a whole cosmetics line for the interview, which is kind of unheard of. Yes, queen. Um, and they flew me out from the interview. I was meeting with the CEO, VPs, all this stuff, and nobody would try the product. And I was like, that's really weird. Like, even at Sephora, our old CEO, who was a straight man, would like try on masks. Right. You need to Ooh, know what you're. Know. I like yeah, that. you need to know what you're selling, right? I really love to hear that. Totally. Yeah. Um, but they wouldn't try it at all. And I thought it was so weird. And I was like, why aren't you trying this? They were like, oh, no. Like, they were a clothing retailer. Mm-hmm. So they were like, no, we expect you to be the expert. And I was like, yeah, but that's great and all. But you don't know how good this is. Right. You know? yeah. So I go home all, like, confused. And my husband's like, well, why are you going to give this to them? Like, why don't you do it yourself? And I was like, because we don't have money. Like, how do you, how do we do this? Right. And so we sat down and sort of like figured out some numbers pretty naively um, to give me enough confidence to leave. So I left in April 2018 and I launched the brand on the summer solstice in June. And I launched one product at a time because that's what I can afford mm-hmm. to launch. Mm-hmm. So Aether itself is a really old word. So the Greeks consider it the air the gods breathe and Aristotle Ooh, yes. considered it the fifth element to earth, air, fire, water. Okay. So it's this medieval concept of the cosmos, right? Love that. And I really wanted, you know, for me, beauty is such a transformative tool. It is such a positive thing where, you know, it can make anyone feel beautiful. Um, And so I really wanted to focus on that. So the hashtag is always like good vibes beauty. Um, But I incorporate crystals Mm -hmm. into the product um, to really sort of emphasize emphasize this idea. So crystals, besides the spiritual meaning of all these stones, actually have skincare benefits, which have been used in skincare forever. And yeah, so, I love a like rose quartz gua sha moment. Yeah, exactly. Why not? And so um, 
Rose quartz is actually helps to prevent against wrinkles, redness, and fine lines. Mm-hmm. Which who knew, girl? I'm almost forty. Like you actually get wrinkles on your eyelids as you get older. I'm kind so, of like shocked. Hooray! When you said that, I was like really like shocked, honestly. Um, and I really want to know like more about that because I was like girl, she looks like she's 20. The under eye area is really young. Well, you haven't asked me my skin type yet. Oh, my God. I can't believe that. I am a, I'm a hack. Aww. I'm a fucking hack. <laughs> well, I'm oily combination, which is what everybody's answer always is. But um, the, like, I'm leaving. But the, I'm, I'm offended at myself. Rebecca, why didn't you stop me? Rebecca, why, how dare you? But, you know, oily skin equals no wrinkles. Okay, love that. So that's amazing. That makes sense because I'm dry. I think the Accutane kind of ruined me. But listen, we all make we all do what we got to do when we're young to survive. Totally. Uh, okay. That's very exciting. Oh, yeah. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Oh, yeah. Um, we have so much more to talk about, so I'm going to move on from this mm-hmm. because we're going to get into some kind of unpleasant uh, truths, the ugliness of the beauty world, if you will, because totally. Tyla knows. And, you know, we do talk about this on Nash Beat every once in a while, but since you're an expert and you know, let's go there. So on your Instagram, mm-hmm. you have several um, pin stories, mm-hmm. and one of them is about why your palettes cost what they do. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like you've probably gotten a lot of like, why is this palette so much? And like, listen, I I get it. Listen, we're on a budget and it's fine. How much are these? 60? They're 58. $58. So mm-hmm. honey, you know, I get it. But there's a reason they cost what they cost. Totally. And I want to get into that. Okay. Um, there's lots of reasons. Lots. Um, let's start with like producing in the U.S. Mm-hmm. versus producing in China and some of the working conditions totally. and things going on there. Because there are a lot of brands that we can all name right now that we know sell in China that are very affordable. Totally. And, you know, listen, everybody do you, but we're just getting to the bottom of this. And Tyla's here and uh, we're going we're gonna to ask her. So usually I like to say um, when something is so cheap, there's always a hidden cost, Mm -hmm. right? So there's lots of palettes out there you can buy for like $13 or whatnot. But if you look, they're going to be made in China. And so um, besides the packaging, besides all of that, what happens when you manufacture in China is that everything is down to the penny when it comes to cost. When you work in the garment industry, whatever industry. so And all those, let's not forget all those clothes too are made overseas and, you know. And um, the fast fashion. If you it's know. all about who has the cheapest bid, mm-hmm. right? So if you win some bid and you end up manufacturing for someone, it actually might be too expensive for your own factory to manufacture it. So you're going to outsource it to another factory that is probably cheaper because their codes are not up to snuff. They're using child labor. They're doing things that, you know, as a brand, if you're not aware of, you'd be very unhappy to know, mm-hmm. um, which is why you get a lot of these things, especially in clothing, where, like, some factory, like, you know, had an explosion. All these people died. And, like, how could H&M and Zara and all these, like, big companies, like— you know, be supporting these sort of industries. And it's actually incredibly hard to um, stay in control when you go over there as a brand over. Because they outsource. Yeah, and they don't tell you because wow. they're always just trying to make a dime. It's Oof, like... That's really dark. Another country. So yeah. um, so when you come to cosmetics, they're substituting ingredients all the time. Mm-hmm. So And they're not doing the testing. So that's why you get like asbestos in outbreaks. Oof. So I don't know if you know about the Claire's big issue that happened, but Claire's just basically went out of business because they're the kids, kids yeah. cosmetics. 
paramedics were all tainted with asbestos. Um, Twice. Twice. Not only once, twice. And that was... They put asbestos in the product on purpose? No. So talc naturally occurs and grows with asbestos Mm -hmm. and next to asbestos. So it's talc in a lot of products. Everything. Right now, Johnson and Johnson is getting like a huge lawsuit because they've um, we've been putting it on babies' asses for years, and they've known for decades. They've known and they've just covered it up, and it's like all in the news now. It's so effed up. I hate that. So crazy. These are babies. Totally. It's not even. I get it if you're an asshole adult and you want to rub talc on your ass, but a child with no fucking, you know. And it started because women used it all over the body. I remember growing up. I used to date a guy that put it on his balls. Yeah. Yeah. I used to date this guy that would put it on his balls Mm. to help with the friction. Totally. He had big balls and those friction. Yeah. You know, especially down here, it's sweaty. Um, but yeah, so like, anyway, so you don't have control. Yeah. They're substituting cheap ingredients. They're not testing for things. So for me, you know, and, and talk about the human labor, you know, involved with this. So what are these people actually getting paid? Um, cause it's such a huge trend right now for things to be cruelty free. And I'm always like, what about human cruelty free? Like, I know we care about the animals. That's great and all, but there's actually human cost involved in these cheap products. Same with America. I'm like, you know, listen, I love animals more than anybody, but at the same time, we have, people need a lot of help in this country. A hundred percent. You know, like I'm donating to like a human charities over animal charities right now. I'm like, you know, totally we're doing our best. I hear you. Yeah. But um, so that's one of the reasons why I won't formulate in China. Yeah. Um, but uh, the other components to my ingredients, so vegan, cruelty-free, and clean to me are a baseline. Mm-hmm. I'm Leaping Bunny approved, PETA certified, all of that good stuff. Um, I go above and beyond. So a lot of retailers like Sephora's Clean Beauty mm-hmm. Seal, it's 50 ingredients mm-hmm. that are banned in order to get that seal. And real quick, if, yeah. if, if a brand doesn't have the Clean Beauty at Sephora, does that mm-hmm. mean they have so, some of those 50 ingredients in them? Correct. How weird. I know. I mean, you know, that makes me nervous just hearing that. Like, what do I fucking put on my face? Yeah, I think it's interesting, too, to be a retailer to sell both clean and, you know. What do you call it? Regular? Yeah. and Toxic? (laughs) I mean, come on. Um, But, you know, in my opinion, in five to ten years from now, everything will Mm -hmm. be clean. Mm -hmm. Um, So that, again, will weed away all these brands that are not bringing innovation to the table. And that are not starting different conversations. So, you know, for me, number one, the brand has to be as efficacious and stand to conventional, um, if not perform better, um, to sort of prove that you can't, you don't have to give up anything for clean beauty, which is what people always assume. I mean, there have been some real natural brands that like literally are, have nothing. You, you swipe and nothing's there. Well, I like, I'm a mom, I'm married, I'm work all the time with this stuff. And like, if I take the time to put on my makeup, like today, I want it on in like, Eight, ten hours later, right. I do not have the time to touch that stuff up right. or do, you know, you know these, again. These palettes are worth every effing cent. I mean, we'll get into it because I brought my own personal ones Yay. here to show you and tell you what I've been doing and what I like about them. But that's that's great. Yeah. But I also source, I make sure everything I source is ethical. Mm-hmm. So another topic, hot topic in the beauty space is mica. Yes, I have that on my notes. This yeah. has come up. This came up on Ashby and I had no clue this yeah. was a thing. So let's get into mica. Basically, every product that has a, what would you call it, like a glitter element or a shimmer element has mica in it. It doesn't even have to. So it could be a matte. It could be, it has oh, wow. to be a powder base okay. is all it is. Yeah. So as a powder base, you're either using talc, mm-hmm. which a lot of people are now talc free, yes. which is good. Yes. But then instead you're using mica. Okay, yes. And um, 25% of the world's mica is directly related to child labor. Um, and it's interesting because the beauty industry has kind of not really talked about it right. for a long time. Yes, this is, I just heard it and I'm the host of Nash Butte, damn it. Yeah. yeah. It came out maybe like seven, eight years ago and... And some people got in trouble, and that's when Lush decided to swap out and not use natural mica in their products mm-hmm. anymore. So Lush has been the best company to speak about um, mica and how Shout out atrocious to Lush, baby. it is. Yeah. Um, and what is mica? It's it's a mica mineral? is a natural mineral. Okay. It's mm-hmm. actually kind of a crystal. Mm-hmm. Cute. Um, and it is sort of a smoky color. It, it's sort of layered. Um, 
is just like a really thin sort of mineral. And it actually also grows with things that you don't necessarily want in your products like lead. Oh, um, so if you're not testing your, um, your raw materials or your end products for these sort of um, harsh chemicals, you are, you know... Yeah. Being a little bit sketchy. Do you like my lead highlight? <laughs> Do I look cute? And so you, these are uh, mines, right? Like ch- mines. children are being forced small. to mine them. It's not necessarily they're being forced. It's just because it's become a large industry over there. So yes. they're um, so. And over there, you mean India? India. Okay. It is only in India, um, and it's become part of their culture. So it is very tall, t- uh, tiny mines, which is why they use kids because they're so small to wow. get in there, right? Um, but you know they get pennies, pennies for what they're doing. Um, that and makes me so sick. Like, I'm not even a parent, and that makes me angry. Oh, Just imagining, like, my nephew, yeah. you know, like, oh, God, that makes me so mad. Um, and a lot of these companies, so there's, like, a, a MICA initiative mm-hmm. that's run by, like, the lotters and these large conglomerates of the world. And their perspective is that they can't just pull out of these communities because that's their only source of income. Right. So, boo-hoo, they're not going to get their three cents that you're paying them. Um, but it's like literally what they do every day. Right. So they they try this initiative to teach them other ways of life, mm-hmm. right? I'm not exactly sure what's going on because it's been around for a long time and I haven't heard a lot. And I actually tried to be a part of it as a small brand because um, I wanted to get involved and help, yeah. right? And they told me there is um, a large thousands of dollar fee in order to be a part of it. And I was like, well, I can't afford that. Sorry. But like, what can I do to help? And they're like, no, unless you pay this fee, you're not allowed to like be a part of this. And I was like, that's silly. Like that tells me something's a little up with that. If someone's actually trying to make a difference. Dad, but- y'all Venmo me a dollar. I'll go over there. <laughs> totally. Let's raise this damn money. I want to go see what's going on. Totally. So I actually don't source any of my mica from there. So I either source it from the U.S. Mm-hmm. or from Malaysia. And if I can't vet the source of my actual mica, which happens a lot, um, I actually substitute synthetic mica. Mm-hmm. And so synthetic mica is exactly how it sounds. It's made in a lab, which people always get so scared when they hear the word synthetic synthetic or chemical, but literally everything is a chemical. All these natural things are chemicals and there's lots of natural things like lead and asbestos and tar and coal and things you don't want in your products that are natural, right? So, you know, I like to say I like to believe in science. Like Mm -hmm. I believe in like good chemistry. I just believe in safe, tested, proven things. Um, So um, synthetic mica is rated a one on the environmental working group. So that's the safest mm-hmm. rating you can get. We love. Um, it is grown in a lab, but it's completely clear. So instead of the smoky color, you get a clear color. It's actually way more expensive, um, which is crazy because it's right. made in a lab with human beings. I'm so it's more you, expensive. It's like why an apple is $2, but yep. a double cheese, double meat hamburger is a dollar. Totally. I don't know, honey. So um, call your local representative. <laughs> But I'll, su- I'll substitute it, and that's how I get a whole different range of shades mm-hmm. um, that you wouldn't nat- like normally see in this space. So there's lots of tricks I've learned over the years with learning from formulators in the LVMH family. So there- that's one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, like I-, I will pay more money for the ingredients in this. Like people, there's been influencers that are like, "Oh, these palettes are so expensive because of the high quality design and um, the website and the packaging and all this stuff." It's like, no, that's me, that's not why. and I yeah. am free. Like yeah. I literally don't pay. I don't have a paycheck, nothing yet. And um, basically, the highest cost is my formula. Yeah, like that's what I'm putting in there. That's what I want. Like, because um, everyone all- is paid fairly and ethically for each step of this manufacturing. Totally. Yes. And it's organic. It's fair trade. It's child labor free. So the other stuff, the vegan, the cruelty free, that's just a baseline. Right. You know? Um, and then to me, the packaging yeah. is so important. So when I was in this R&D role for sustainability, I visited a ton of recycling facilities. And in that role, I learned basically what doesn't get recycled, which, which is like is 90% nothing. of everything. Right. right? 91%. Right. So I learned mirrors and magnets are completely unrecyclable. And when I learned that, I was sitting there, I was like, Literally every component, everything, everything. It has a, a mirror or a freaking magnet, magnet in it. Yeah. And I'm like, why? 
Why? Right. Um, so we hear that little clap sound when we close it. And people think it's like luxury. It's funny. I'm like, a mirror is actually one of the cheapest things you can put in your product. And I don't use any of them. I don't use a single GD mirror. Totally. And when I worked at Sephora, all the pro makeup artists, they used to bitch and complain all the time about all these oops, all these Because it's heavy, right. And they would break when they travel. So they'd have this right. broken glass everywhere. And I'm like, why are people doing this and wasting this material? Right. Um, and on top of it, magnets are mined in treacherous conditions. So there's only certain mines in the world that you can get the ingredients to create magnets. Um, Damn, that's and crazy. So it's just like There's everything so many you layers learn. of deceit. There's so many layers of deceit <laughs> in this beauty world. I know. Um, so, you know, for me, just I just didn't want to be a part of it anymore. Right. And I wanted to do better. So I wanted to prove that you can have beautiful packaging and not be this granola, whole food sort of, you know, mm-hmm. bamboo mm-hmm. Um, stuff. So I wanted sophistication. So. I met with all my packaging vendors. I researched a ton. Um, I also learned, so I, there's a lot of people talking about bioplastics these days. So, you know, those forks that you get that are biodegradable, mm-hmm. people are using them or starting to use them in the beauty industry when it comes to components. Oh, okay. At least I've seen on the vendor side. Mm-hmm. I've heard brands talk about that they're about to use it. Mm-hmm. Well, when I visited these recycling, recycling facilities, is when I was just thinking about starting something. Mm-hmm. And so I was asking them about these materials, and it was like, what are your thoughts on bioplastic. Right. And they said, whatever you do, do not use bioplastic. I was like, well, what do I use? They're like, use plastic. And I was like, what? La, 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 yeah, la. Yeah. Like, what are you telling me yeah. and all these other designers to use more effing plastic? Right. Like, no. And they were like, well, um, basically, bioplastic is a huge greenwashing problem. Mm-hmm. So um, it takes months, if not years, to biodegrade. Okay, and yep. you have to be in an industrialized um, compost area, which San Francisco actually has, but not the majority of any city in the U.S. has this option. So, um, and in San Francisco, the compost, um, like, uh, cycle is getting faster and faster. So instead of 60 days, it's now 30 days. And they take whatever doesn't biodegrade and put it in the landfill. And these things act like plastic. Like, people are always like, oh, it's biodegradable corn, it's soy, it's blah, blah, blah. Well, yeah, at some point, it was those materials, but then they created them, they created a plastic. with them like it is a plastic people like let's not be naive here and so they act like plastic they sit there as long as plastic sits there and so they're also screwing up the recycling end of things of the little that gets recycled because no one's being like oh is this a biodegradable fork or a plastic fork and they all get mixed together i heard that if you throw one of those quote-unquote biodegradable forks in it'll fuck up the entire batch of recyclables yeah exactly and it's not Recyclable. You right. can't recycle that material. So right. it's literally like technically worse than plastic. Cool. So, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> so there's my thought on that. Yeah. But um, so I was like, okay, I'm not going to be using that material. So, um, you know, my paper palettes, they're all paper. Mm-hmm. I am launching other materials later that I brought some examples to show you. Yeah. But um, I talked to make sure all the paper is FSC certified, which means it's basically fair trade forest. So you like plant a tree for every tree you take down so you don't encourage deforestation, all of that stuff. And that's a whole other show is deforestation. It's dark. And then even how I printed the palettes. So just because something's paper doesn't mean it can get recycled. It has to do with the type of finish that you have on paper, the types of inks that you use. So, so I am wild. just like... We throw shit in the recycle bin and we feel so good about you ourselves. Think, yeah, you think but, it's going to get recycled. And, and, and like bottles that aren't clear can't be recycled. Mm-hmm. Or like, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. And then on top of it, 9% is what's getting recycled. Damn, so 9% of the world's goods. That's really dark. And then what's the percentage of, of uh, personal par- products in the landfills? So uh, the EPA said a third, one third is coming from the personal care industry, which is all of beauty. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. We're doing great. Yeah. We're doing great. Use code NAT. Totally. And you know, um, when I started, I didn't do this to, you know, be trendy or right. anything like that. Like Lauren, my, my PR person, she's like, oh, you couldn't have hit all the like trends on like right. the head, like sustainability well, you're and ahead, clean you're and crystals. It, honestly, and I, mean, I was like, but I didn't do it to be trendy. Like right. I was like, this is it's what. your passion. Totally. Yeah. And I was like, this is how I buy food. 
right? right? Like I look at ingredients. I look at, you know, what they're contributing to. You look at where it came from. Exactly. You look at the packaging. Right. Yeah. And it's just really easy. I was like, why is this not being translated to the beauty industry? Right. Um, and so They'll now. They'll all be copying you. And that's in fine. In five minutes. Totally. Sephora is actually using my brand and my packaging now as the golden child to all other cosmetics brands. I was on the so phone with awesome. someone from another large beauty brand that just told me that they, like, literally my product was in another presentation on what basically like, to copy. Listen up, everybody. We got to rip this off. Totally. We got to milk this tea. Totally. Steal this person's innovative ideas and make a ton of money off of it. And for me, you know, I always say, I'm like, I want people to knock me off. Knock me off. This is right. what it should be. We shouldn't be putting this shit in the I freaking mean, you're landfill. you're a bigger person than me because I'd sue the shit out of well, them. I'm like, I gave my packaging. damn money. I'm just kidding. Do you, is this a patent? Can you patent this? No. I mean, you can have design patents. I actually am in the works of it. My husband's a patent lawyer. Oh, not honey. Yes. Yeah. Power couple. So, um, so he's Does helped he with a lot friends? of things. <laughs> um, so he helps with a lot of those things. But it's really easy to get around a design patent. Right. It's actually kind of a waste of money. But um, it's good to protect yourself. Good to know. Yourself. I'm telling you, we're fucked in all ways. But, you know, for me, it's more the formula. Yes. That is the juice yes. of this and, stuff. And ain't nobody going to get this. And, you know, it's such a sustainable thing. And I'm like, even if someone knocks me off, I'm working two years out. Right. So I'm already working on formula for 2021. Damn. And so I'm like, dude, they knock me off. I'm already going to be ahead of right. the curve. And they're going to take another two years to knock me off. So, you know, good right forward. There. You know, good luck one. for you. Yes. You know. Oh, yeah. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait, is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. Oh, yeah. Real quick, can I yeah. ask you about Carmine? Yeah. Just because I really, once I realized that we were rubbing crushed up beetle asses on our faces... I was like, why is this ingredient in everything, and what is the deal with it? Like, can you just kind of, because you probably learned this yeah. at Sephora and, you know, whatever. Because it's in everything, right? Yeah. And um, It's exact- a great pigment. So I what, mean, it's a pure what, pigment. Tell us exactly what it is, if you know why or how this became what we use, yeah. and why you don't use it, and um, the alternatives you use to pigment your sure, items. Sure, totally. So, is it just cheap? Is that why everybody's doing it? Beetle it, ass is cheap? It's, it, it is inexpensive, and it's... It's one of the best pigments to use to get a range of anything with red in it. So mm-hmm. you're talking about orange, Herbals, pink, everything. Yeah. So it's used quite a lot. Yeah. Um, and it's very difficult. There are some shades I just can't get yeah. because I don't use Carmine. Right. Um, and it's just, you know, people are like, well, why are I, I think the ladies of uh, That's So Retrograde, they were like, Elizabeth was like, why don't you use beet juice? And I was like, it's not the same thing. Like yeah. when it powders down and like how it actually formulates, right. um, the shade doesn't come out as rich or as, as you know, there's shades. I get really frustrated because I push and push and push right. to get certain shades. And there's the best that I can do, which I know is pretty damn good. Yeah. Um, I mean, this new palette you have has yeah, some really totally. pigmented kind of reddy oranges. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, crushed beetles and crushed bugs have been used in the beauty industry for like Cleopatra days. Like, Cleopatra was beating her face with beetle bugs. Long ass. time. So, um, you know, why people use it is because you get certain colors that people right. are expecting. Well, what a crazy. I just think it's so interesting yeah. like how did that happen like was a caveman you know roaming that the I earth <laughs> and he stepped on a beetle and he goes and he goes wow look this is red I can make a bomb lipstick with this I mean it's wild that we're all rubbing beetle ass on our face yeah or is it the wings is the wings or the abdomens or something? I, I think it's part of the back, so part so of the wings. Do they just yeah. like? Is there just a farm somewhere full of beetles and they just raise them and then uh, squish them in a so. Vitamix and send them off to the factories? I assume so. That's wild. Yeah, I mean, there's a industry, free the beetles, free the beetles for everything, right? Yes, that's true. Yeah, very interesting. 
So what what do you use to get colors? So yeah, so I use all FDA approved like food grade okay. colors. Cool. So what you're allowed to put in your mouth, um, mm-hmm. and on top of it, I still research. I literally research every single ingredient before yeah. I put on there. So just because something is like considered safe to someone, like I need to make sure it's safe for me before right. I put it in my product. So yeah. I'm like just a crazy dork with this stuff that I'm always like, I do the research so you don't have to. Because right. this shit is so overwhelming. If oh, you yeah. like I give up halfway through about the ingredients stuff, all the time. I'm like, never mind. Jesus take the wheel. Well, you have to be like a scientist in order to decipher the inky on the back. Where right. like if you're looking at food, you can read if something is a chemical. Usually it is a chemical. Right, right. You know, versus like broccoli or whatever. Right. Um, but you know, it's just I, you know, I, I just, it's up to brands, it's up to retailers like Credo Beauty, Detox Market. They're actually really great partners when it comes to, they make, they triple check everything I do to make sure I'm on par when it comes to providing, you know, certifications and what I'm doing with my testing. Um, Because a lot of the testing is up to brands to self-regulate, which this mm-hmm. whole business is all about self-regulating. Right. So even these 11 chemicals that are banned in the industry, no one's like even regulating that to right. make sure you're not oh, doing that. Right. So. Um, and a lot of people are lying on their ingredient list. I know a clean beauty brand that, in particular that is lying about how they're getting their shades. And they have the exact same ingredient listing for every single shade, which is 100% impossible. Well, so when we're done, you can tell me what it is. <laughs> but it's crazy. You can't do anything about it. Yeah. You know? And, like, as a brand, I don't want to be like, oh, so-and-so brand is doing this. Wait, and who I know are we going to call? The Carmine police? Right. Like, it, it's crazy. <clears throat> so And brands get credit for doing you know, things that are not really legal and ethical and green. So, I but I try. I need to Carmine Police for a cover. I can't believe I haven't done that yet. You Radiohead fan, Tyler? I have listened yeah. to Radiohead. Yeah, totally. Who hasn't? Why not? Yeah. I'm going to call the uh, cosmetics police and uh, narc on some of these companies because yeah. that ain't cute. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about your palettes. Yes. And the first thing I want to ask you is, how do you decide your color stories? Because to me, that would be like the most fun job. Oh, that's the best part of the job. Yeah, I guess just your art background. Your art background, you kind of decide. Totally. So I have a crazy thing when it comes to balance Mm -hmm. um, and color. So, you know, what people do in the industry is they take other palettes and other shades Mm -hmm. and send it to a formulator and be like, match this. Right. That's what everybody does. Like they rip off somebody else's palette. All the time. Yeah. It makes sense because there's like trendy color stories. And yeah, they're yeah. like, just match this, match the shade, blah, blah, blah. And, um, you know, I will use actual Pantone colors. Like, I'll I actually start from, like, original mm-hmm. colors, right? And then talk about different formulas and textures. You do a whole different brief for what you want as a um, outcome. But I always, like, I love color. Mm-hmm. And that's another reason why I wanted to go in this space because it was so boring to me. It was, like, brown and, like, shades that didn't blend. Like, it was just like, right. I don't want to wear these shades. Right. I want, you know, the Natasha. Tasha Denona of like honey, clean beauty, honey, you know, yes. like I like high end, beautiful she, formula. She got so Carmine though, right? She got Carmine. Oh, yeah. So yes, not clean, honey. but like that shit's amazing. Yes. Right. <laughs> you know, and her palette ain't cheap and I don't no, hear anybody reading her. No, I don't hear anybody reading totally. her. Totally. And I'm like, literally like people have called my formula close to Natasha yeah. Denona. And I'm like, and it's clean and right. it's sustainable and, and it's, it's cheaper than hers. A third the yes. price of hers. So Natasha, sit down. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so the colors, I love to play. I like to balance my entire house. Every single room is a different color. My kitchen is a teal. My couch that I got made, um, for way too much money is a hot magenta. Um, like I just like color, like life is too short. So I love color too. And it needs to blend well. It needs to be balanced. Like the mats and the shimmers. She never wears colors. Oh, well you can do a little eyeliner. Yeah, you you can do a goth moment, you know, a colorful goth. Totally. There are like colored blacks, like a blue black, a brown black, a green. Black, like we love love um but yeah when you look at a palette i just you know i actually designed it for people who don't really know how to create different makeup looks right. so as uh, you can see there's certain ones i've still yeah, been no, too great. terrified to use totally so w- i designed it so they go up and down mm-hmm. or like this for like basic oh, for people shit. yeah honey okay. so i actually thought about the design yeah. so it's hard to you know explain the, explain right. it so but. basically tyla's holding the first palette and this is the rose quartz mm-hmm. crystal gemstone palette yes queen yes i've had this since the very beginning of the year and i use it almost every day if i have makeup on i'm wearing it Yay. just at some capacity and look you can barely even tell because I, they last they last you barely need any totally um 
And so she basically just showed me that you can sort of make a, uh, a shape in the palette and that creates like a color story based on totally. the, the side. For like or, true basic people. Because right. a lot of people are intimidated by palettes because they're like, oh, I don't know how oh, to use everyone. this color. We all are. Yeah. Yeah. And so I like to explain it that way. And right. then these are shimmers that are like literally pure pigment. So there's I'm no filler in these. here, which is funny because people comment sometimes and they're like, oh, there's no payoff. I'm like, no, no, no. There's no background filler. Like it's literally supposed to be pure shimmer. It, it's interesting. Like this is this is like the Natasha Denona that you get in mm-hmm. those palettes. So mm-hmm. a lot of people haven't played with those sort of textures. So they think um, maybe it's not a high payoff. But right. you actually, I mean, you can wet your brush and like get like an I've insane that. like Urban Decay mm-hmm. look with this sort of stuff. But I use these two as a highlight I can every tell. day. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's on right now. Yay. And I use this white one as a highlight too. Yep, and I use it on my brow bone, mm-hmm. all of it. But I essentially wear the the two pinky purpley mm-hmm. shimmers every day. These are a highlight. Mm-hmm. Or I do, if I'm in a hurry, just on the lid, the, the swipe totally. of these shimmers. And a little of this this base here in mm-hmm. this base. Maybe this weekend I'll finally play in this it's one. I played in this one. a little bit more of a like smoky right. eye. And I realized know? that was, y'all have no clue what I was referring to. Um, but basically, <laughs> well, how would you describe the color story in this palette? I like to say it's a sophisticated neutral. <laughs> I think that's perfect. <laughs> um, no, but it's Because when- I'm, a, you know, I'm in my 30s. Um, it's I, a cool tone palette. Yeah, I love this. I use this one the most. Yeah, so yeah. it's um, very cool tone. There's pinks in there. There's um, some peachy highlights. There are cool tone grays, so mm-hmm. you can get like your smoky eye out of there. My newest palette, that's sort of the warm counter yes. palette. Okay. part So I this. had just got this, but I and so I haven't used it yet. But Yay. this weekend, honey, she is going out. She is going to the Magic Castle, honey. She is going to a Shabbat. I will be wearing... This palette, okay? Amazing. So I'm very excited about these colors. But yeah, so these are more warm tones, mm-hmm. so more sunsetty. This is made with rubies, topaz, and amber. Love. Rubies actually have a natural protection against free radicals, which literally means pollution, which yes. is amazing. So Wasn't um, that a band? Oh, this is the new radicals. Oh, yes. Love it. And then organic prickly pear oil, so it's super moisturizing. I'm loving prickly pear oil yes. right now. It is one of my favorite new ingredients. Yes. I'm loving it. I have a body oil with it in there um, that is just like serving me. Yeah. So I love that. Yay. Yeah, and this I feel will be a great palette to kind of transition into fall. Exactly. Yeah. So I know I call it the summer solstice, but it's really like you can easily wear it year-round. This is a really, again, sophisticated neut- neutrals. Yeah. Because so it's just more warm tone, this is cool tone, so it just depends on your skin type or what you're sort of gravitate more towards. Yes. Yeah. And then we have this one here. Yeah, so the crystal grit. So that is crystal all grit. really for me. All to, shimmers. All shimmers, yes, metallics. And it was really to sort of prove that you can have color, like I said, that I was missing in clean beauty. So this is for your Kat Von D girl. This is yes. for the girl that likes to play. Um, yes. There's, you know, the colors in there are more like gold and silver and patina and really pretty metallics. And then there's a touch. There's one light lilac amethyst shade and then a sapphire. So each one in this one is made with a different crystal. So there's really diamonds, cool. sapphire, tourmaline, amethyst sort of deal, which literally who doesn't want an excuse to like wear diamonds yes, everywhere? Yes, 100%. So. These are also fun. I, I usually will wear a lip and, yeah. I'll, and I'll dab it over the Ooh. lip to give a metallic vibe. Yeah, I love it. What's the shelf life on these? Yeah, so it's about three to four years after you open it. Hell yes! So it's like sustainability and the fill. It's an Anastasia and a half. So you're getting a ton of product in here for the price, actually. Wow, so So, so one of these palettes is one and a half of the like um, soft glam Anastasia or the modern renaissance or whatever. Okay, wow, that's even more cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. Because like I said, I've barely scratched the surface and I use this every single day I wear makeup. Yeah. So... Yes, Queen. Do you want to see some new stuff? Yes, let's yeah. talk about that. Alrighty. Okay, Tyler's pulling them? out some yeah. sampies. So these Those are, are so cute. Yay. Oh my God, I don't even know what it is and I want it. Highlighters. <gasps> oh my God, oh my God. So it's these. basically that color in the palette I love, but mm-hmm. in a highlighter. I mean, isn't that so beautiful? I mean, putting that all over Oops. your chest. Oh, everywhere. When you leave the house. It's so beautiful. I was telling Lauren that I, when I make out with my boyfriend, uh, I always peel back and I see little glimmers all over his face. And I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a nice, beautiful, little glittery moment. Yeah, like these are, um, 
yeah, it's always funny. My husband always has lipstick all over. But yeah. um, Listen, and my kids too. They'll come into my office. My son is three and a half, and he they see me swipe all the time to test things. So then my daughter always wants to swipe on her arm, and then my son will put it like purple eyeshadow on his eye, then his cheek, then his mouth, then it's just like a big circle all <laughs> but over. But it's safe. Face. It's safe for them. No, totally. Yeah. yeah. And these I, are mouth safe yeah, and eyes safe. All of it. And yep. Totally. Nipple safe. And- <laughs> Whatever you want to glitter up. Wherever. Yes. Wherever your face ends up at the end of the night, it'll That's be right. fine. And when are these coming out? So these are coming out the end of August. Oh, my God. They're I my love this. Supernova Diamond Highlighters. Cute. So they're all made with pure diamonds. So, um, like, Sephora was like, forget about clean beauty. Like, this is formula that's innovative for Sephora. Yes. Uh, wow. Which what is a what, compliment, considering they have, what, 9,000 highlighters? A million. You know? yeah. yeah. So that, to me, was what I wanted to prove. Like, I wanted to be a cool brand on its own. And then, P.S., it's good for you. P.S., you start learning all these layers. It's sustainable. We give back. Right. Like, Everyone's paid founded. fairly. I'm actually a benefit corporation, too. So Cool. Like yeah. a B Corp? Yeah. Yes, Queen. So, ben wants me to do that. Be it, one of those. You should. Yeah. Can you? I mean, listen. Natribute is a lifestyle brand. We're all, we're taking off. Amazing. You know, well, if that that's the that's the goal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Not yet, but yeah. Yeah. I love that. Why not? Yeah. Yeah, we're supporting women on brands, honey. Hell yeah. I'm part of the female founder, like, whatever conglomerate. So Mm -hmm. I now put that on my packaging. Mm -hmm. I put everything that I can. So a lot of people compare my brand. You know, people think that I'm a large brand already because I've taken off, which has been amazing. It's been amazing. Guinness, Sephora ain't easy. No. And actually, when I left, like, they all knew what I was doing. And I was like, oh, P.S., you know, like, love you guys. Like, talk to you in a few years. Like, can't afford you. And a month after I left, before I actually actually launched anything. I had an Instagram and I had a landing page. All of a sudden my phone was blowing up. And it was all these people from Sephora. And NPD is a like a company that takes all the data from everyone in the beauty and the fashion industry. You have to pay to give them your data, but then you can look at everybody else's data. Oh, so you can see like a, where Ulta a, is winning, where Mac moment. is winning, yeah. like fragrance, anything. Can I pay to look at that? It's a lot. Okay. Yeah. Well, listen. Um, you don't know me. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think it was like fifty grand or something. No, like no, yeah. no, no, don't care. Something no. like that. But um, so I'm just kidding. I don't actually have access. It, it, I don't pay. It. I can't pay for that stuff. Right. But um, but they keep using my brand and all these yeah. presentations, and they presented my brand back to Sephora a month after I left. And all of a sudden, the buyer was texting me. She's like, "Are you sure? Let's have a conversation." And I was like, "Well, we can have a conversation, but I've been on the other side negotiating those contracts for seven years. So right. it took me three months to negotiate that contract, but I have pretty favorable terms that are pretty unheard That's of. Awesome, because I was going to ask that because yeah. I know that like when a brand sells at Sephora. Would it be, I'm going to use the word better, for us to support the, ban- the brand directly yeah, for the brand owner? Right. So financially, going- but, you know, you also don't want the, like, if it doesn't sell at Sephora, it will get returned to the brand, too. Right. So, in essence, you are, either way, helping right. the brand. Um, you know, you don't make money at Sephora until you're a few million dollar brand at yeah. Sephora yeah. as a small brand. Yeah. So, you know, people see me and they see me. I'm at Sephora. I'm like, at a lot of places. And they're like, "Look at you, you big shop." Yeah, and they're like, and then they compare when me to other brands. When you buy Lamborghini, I know. And I'm like, literally, I don't even have a paycheck. Yeah. Like everything goes back into everything, um, which you know is what it is. And you're building a brand. Yes. I watch Shark Tank. I'm yeah. familiar with the story. And so, um, you know, but they compare me to like Beauty Counter right. and like all this stuff and expect me to have a lot of you know someone was saying that my palette was expensive again and like compare me to beauty counter I'm like beauty counter just got 50 million dollars people like they're able to you know scale (laughs) like get some discounts here and there you know like I'm still buying the smallest like minimums I can and like being able to do what I can but um, everyone has been so positive about the brand Um, the ratings and reviews have been ridiculous people think I fake them too like I'm like I don't have money to fake this stuff like I you know I don't know why you would spend money on that but like people are just so excited about the product I think I've said on this show before that I've known actors in LA that uh, write fake Yelp reviews for money that's like a whole scam in this town interesting so you know yeah you gotta be careful with that yeah but I'm telling you Jackie J's review these palettes are bomb AF, okay? Yay. If y'all are wondering why I'm glittery to the galls every day, it's because of this fucking rose quartz palette. Love I it. love it. It's great. Thank you. And what you're doing is great. Thank and you. And I love that you say, I want everyone to rip me off. I think that's really, um, at, you know, noble of you. Thank you. And guess what? Everybody's going to be ripping you off and 
five minutes. Totally. And I hope that we all buy your product and vote with your wallet because that's going to get the ripple effect of the ripping off to go even faster. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. But they can't get that. They can't get that formula, baby. They can't get that formula. Okay, so tell us where we can find Aether Beauty. Yeah. I'm talking social media. Totally. Stores. Yes. Et cetera. You got it. Um, we know the highlighters are coming out end of yes. August. If there's anything else you want yep, to tease a, us with yeah. coming up in the fall and whatnot. I have an amethyst palette oh, that I am launching okay. um, in around October time Cute. frame. Girl, you are on fire. Yeah. Well, I have like, I have, I'm working on foundation, primer, mascara. <gasps> um, cheek palettes are launching in January. I need I'm working that, on a liquid lip. I need blush help. Yeah. I need blush help. I just can't get behind. I'm not excited by blush. There's huh. not that many options that I like. And, really? and I'm excited. Excited to hear this. I'm okay. excited to see what you got. I can see you with a really pretty like apricot blush. Honey, yes. Yeah. Oh, look at you. Totally. Me and apricot. Who yes. Knew? Yes. Okay. We love. So I know what I'll send you in Jan. Can't wait. Okay. Um, but yeah, so you can follow me. It's Aether Beauty Co. So A E T H E R Beauty Co. on Instagram mm-hmm. and my own website. Um, and then you can find me at Sephora, Credo Beauty, um, Detox Market, Neiman Marcus. Anthropology, Urban Outfitters, so wherever you do your honey, fun shopping. she is in retail, Yay. honey. And honestly, I'm telling y'all, quality over quantity. Instead of going in there and buying two or three pallets that are 20 bucks each, I'm really, truly recommending to y'all to just save up and buy one of these. It's going to last you a long time. You're supporting all of these good causes. You're supporting female indie-owned brands, people getting paid fairly and ethically, quality ingredients. I mean, come on. This is what this is what is about. It's funny with your damn wallet. Okay? <laughs> we love it. Yay. So, Tyler, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having thank me. Thank you for sending me all these pallets Anytime. as well. Anytime. I mean, like, you know, I look cute and it's fine. <laughs> and we love it. Um, thank you for everything you're doing. Thank you. And um, how tall is your husband? He's exactly six feet as well. Very cute. Mm-hmm. Those kids We're are going to be tall. Mm-hmm. We love. Yeah. We love populating the earth with tall people. <laughs> And if you're not tall, that's great, too. I'm just saying I'm tall. We share this uh, common bond, and I think it's great. I can always see at concerts. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) I was just at Universal yesterday, and I was saying to my friend who was with me, who's also tall, we were weaving through all those kids like it was nothing. I was like, get out of my way. I'm riding the Harry Potter ride. I'm 5'10". I've earned this. And I could slink through that crowd like nothing. Yeah, And I was like, sometimes being tall has an an advantage. So, yes. Okay, well, thank you very much, Tyla. Uh, Everybody check out Aether Beauty. And while I'm here, I'm going to just tell everybody you deserve to be happy. Yeah, I'm talking to you. And don't forget to cream your neck and keep your fringe fresh. Scarpins Audio, a podcast network.